Welcome to Let's Face the Facts, the rewatch podcast for the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life. Join us each week as we synopsize, analyze, criticize, and ultimately idolize the show. And now, here's your host of Let's Face the Facts, the wonderful David Almeida. Thank you, Matthew Arder. You're welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Welcome back. It's another week, another show. Thank you for downloading and pressing play. This week, guys, we are in one of our betwixt-isodes. I love that you helped us coin that phrase, Matthew. It's one of my favorite words now. Hi. I didn't actually greet you and introduce you. Hi, Matthew. I coined that phrase? You you said you needed to use the word betwixt, like that was the important thing to you because you had oh. a desperate and insatiable need to have the word betwixt be used. So, um, and it sounds and, it sounds like me. Yeah, it does. So that's when I said, well, maybe if, uh, if we're doing betwixt the episode, it's a betwixt episode. So there it is. And uh, Twix is uh, my second favorite candy bar. So that's a wonderful thing. Okay, maybe what, third. What's maybe your third? What's your first? Uh, first, uh, I'm a Kit Kat man. Ah, oh, what are you gay? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's gay about a Kit Kat? Uh, it's the name of the club and cabaret, for Christ's sake. I don't, and it's which is the Liza Minnelli Oscar-winning movie. So you tell me, what's gay about a Kit Kat? I thought you were um, being derisive, like, ugh, what are you, a queer? Oh, you meant you meant it in a good way. No, not really. But I mean, <laughs> nobody's favorite is a Kit Kat, for Christ's sake. How dare you? I love that, Kit Kats. I'll give you, it's like a close two or three. What is your favorite candy bar? Peanut butter cups. Yeah, that's my number two. No, that is everyone's favorite. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. It's a very close second. Like put me, put me a Kit Kat and a peanut butter cup, depending on the mood, I, I w- might actually reach for the peanut butter cup. Not saying that it will always be Kit Kat first, but. But that is why, that is why Kit Kat is a close second, all because of Halloween. When you pull out, pour out your Halloween bag, it's the Kit Kats and the, and the peanut butter cups that stand out to everybody. The best, the bright orange color, man. That's what it's all about. Those assholes would get the Milky Way, the little fun-sized Milky Ways. Get out of my life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind a Milky Way. I don't mind those at all. I'm not a Snickers person. For how much I love chocolate and everything in it, I'm not a fan of actual peanuts in chocolate. I like peanuts, love my chocolate, but the two combined is not my favorite thing for some weird reason. Mm. Peanut butter, whole other kettle of fish. Cannot get enough. The peanut butter Snickers are one of my favorite things. <gasps> I, that is acceptable. I'm not saying I won't eat a Snickers if it's the only thing in front of me. I'm just saying it's not the first thing I'll reach for. Because when it comes to candy, I will eat all of it, every fucking bit, and I will not share. Even like, oh, I was always like, I hate Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. I, oh, we have a, a there's a can there's a, a bowl of quote unquote candy at the break room for Hogsmeade at uh, Harry Potter over at uh, Islands of Adventure, and they call it the candy bowl, and it's got little Twizzlers, it's got like sweet tarts, it's got 
like sugary stuff, salt water, taffy. And I'm like, who, I, who hates you? Yeah, exactly. Who set up this bowl and who hurt you? It's like, what the fuck? This isn't candy. <laughs> if there's not chocolate here, this technically cannot be considered candy in the David universe. <sighs> Absolutely not. So when you need something sweet, you go over and you're like, what? There's no Hershey's miniatures left. Not even some fucking kisses in this bowl. Just need to wet my whistle. Right next to it, those little awful chalky dinner mints. Mm, How about some of those? Uh, Oh, my God. Just throw some circus peanuts in there while you're at it. (laughs) Circus peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) What sadistic motherfucker put that? That's worse than giving me a penny. (laughs) (laughs) They don't taste like peanut butter. They don't taste like marshmallow. They're not a fun consistency to eat or chew. What I, I don't know what notes some uh, some taste tester thinks that <laughs> fucking circus peanuts are hitting. It's awful. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this has been Candy Talk with David and Matthew. We hope you guys have had a good time. And uh, oh no, no no wait, we do have another show that we wanted to do. Are you ready to tackle another six questions? from the Mondays with Mindy 20 questions cookie jar, Matthew. I am so ready because I do not listen to that podcast. Well, there hasn't been a new one since last fall. Like it's, we're recording this in June and uh, I don't think she's dropped a new episode since mm, October, November. Uh, So it's another one of the, I've got to say, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to toot my own horn. You know, I don't like to talk about myself, Mm. but, um, I am very proud that I have put out a show every single week for the last 190, whatever it is now, weeks, mm. that I've always put out something. And I knew when I started this pod, I didn't want to ever skip a week. And I didn't want to do reruns. And I've avoided that for the most part. Tutti uh, Fruities might disagree. But anyway, there are so many podcasts that you know, they start or they they get a good run go, and then they just kind of just like Kevin yeah. Pollock's Kevin Pollock chat show. It was a YouTube series and then he made it into a podcast. And now it's just like, um, hello, where, where, where did it go? It was. Yeah. That's why we are recording a betwixt episode several weeks in advance, because I am going to be traveling uh, at the end of June into the beginning of July. And uh, it's because you, dear listeners, hearing our voices are that important to me. So even though we have not had a new Mondays with Mindy podcast in the recent times, I did uh, once upon a time transcribe her 20 questions. And I think I only managed to find 17 of them. What are you doing? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Why are you doing, Stefan? (laughs) Being a good co-host. Okay. Now, I managed to only find 17 of the questions that Mindy would pull out of the cookie jar. I don't know what they are. So we've done six of them. 11 of them remain. We're going to answer another six of them. And uh, I'm going to have you, Matthew, pick a random number between 1 and 11. And we're just going to answer it freestyle, free ball. And go ahead. Number, Pick a number, 1 through 11. Should I roll dice? <clears throat> Do you have um, an 11-sided uh, set of nerd, D- I'm sorry, D&D dice? No, I have two dice. 
if you want, or just pick a random number. Who's, who's the nerd now? <laughs> well, I'm like 11. Of course, we get if you roll a 12. But what are you going to do if we roll a 12? We're going to have to quit. We're, we can't. Yeah, there's, there's no possible way I could roll again. Um, <laughs> if you want to, sure. Or I no. could. I could probably find a paradise pretty Jesus. quickly. I could find a paradise. It's called my bed. Um, <laughs> I will choose. I'm watching the big wheel on the prices right right now. And it's going around. I'm going to use one of the numbers that comes up on the big wheel. Number two. Number two. Okay. I, I love knowing that you have a TV going while we're recording our podcast. And that. Well, something's got to keep me interested when I'm not talking. <laughs> Well, number two is probably going to be pretty easy. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, my God. That's an unfair question, isn't it, David? Oh, we're talking about. It doesn't say we only have to give one name. I'm going to give a few, but go ahead. What are we talking about? Current? Do you, you already knew the question. So do you already have answers prepared? I, I can't say I didn't think a little bit about them. Okay. Because I with... prefer real improv. So <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I don't like the Drew Carey version of improv that you do, David, where you wow. and think it through. Um, but so I, well, okay. Cause this goes back my whole life mm -hmm. or like the one right now, my celebrity crush. Uh, let's say right now, who is your celebrity crush? Well, that's, that, oh, that's a shame. All right. But uh, I, I mean, there may be follow-up questions. Um, Oof. I I just I feel like I overuse him, but I just Zach Efron is the most beautiful man on the planet. Mm -hmm. I Isn't will it? not disagree. And he's actually one of the few names that came up for me is. Uh, yeah. Zach Efron. Damn. I'd also say Ashton Kutcher also. Well, you're a 90s kid. And oh, thank you for saying that. I am so not a 90s kid. But um, there's so many celebrity crushes and, you know, we've talked about doing very dirty sexual things to both Mr. Efron and Mr. Kutcher. And uh, I, I'm, I was a Chris, uh, Chris Evans fan, even back before he was famous in Not Another Teen Movie. Chris Evans, God damn, that man is so perfect. Yeah. Who else for you? Oh, I'm just trying to think. Like... Uh... I would like to think of one that isn't like, you know, on the front of like, you know, honestly, Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, sure. He yeah. is so fucking talented. Agreed. And I it, like, it's almost like a talent crush on him. The fact that he's adorable helps a lot, but he's not one of those. It's like, you know. Um, and, and his character is so detestable so beyond ignorant and digging his heels in about his ignorance and that poor waitress played by his wife in real life the character of the waitress and that oh the, that show is just so so fucking wrong that it is so right is there is there an early celebrity crush let's let's kind of go on that little tangent whom whom were you interested in all right. I won't mention Andy Samberg, Ben. Um, oh, you can mention Andy Samberg. I won't uh, fight you. I would let him do whatever he wanted to me. Uh, um, 
But um, God, like as a kid, like, you know, like, oh my God, the Duke boys were just my heroes for God's sake. And Robert Downey Jr. was so cute when he was mm-hmm. on like, you know, but those are like the ones from the past. I was never into like, cause I was too young then to be into like Burt Reynolds and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, yeah, that was never a, a thing for me. I'm trying to think who was the, uh, Lyle Wagoner. Lyle, Lyle Wagner. That's an early crush for me. Absolutely. Goddamn lootly. And I think I've said before, I remember probably some of the earliest feelings of, hmm, I'm finding this interesting and I don't understand why, uh, is when Greg Brady was on the surfboard with the tiki around his neck, you know, the tiki mm-hmm. that they thought cursed them. <laughs> and the, the close-up shot of his chest, oh, I'm sorry, the close-up shot of the tiki with his chest and his nips behind it <laughs> while he's surfing. And I was, that was like... 74 so i was like six but i remember being like i hmm hmm some there's something there there may be something there that wasn't there before (laughs) um so yeah okay i think we've covered this celebrity crush all right all right all right unless there's anything else you want to say i don't know why i just declared the fucking subject closed like an asshole okay well you want to move on to the next one you want to want to roll the dice or see what one of the plinko chips landing on right now the woman is playing temptation right now david and she's about to guess the price of no is that not the temptation she's about to guess the price of a like eight inch liberty television um liberty television colors what now Eight inch Liberty television color TV. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I don't She's know. about to guess the price. And the price is going to contain what number? Seven. Seven. Uh, we kind of had this last time. Well, I thought we took those questions out. We, we did. And yet, maybe this is the same question that she morphed, but I still left it in here. If you could ask anyone alive or dead anything, who would it be and what would you ask? I think the other question was sitting down to dinner with three people dead or alive yeah. or whatever. So this is adjacent to that. Yeah. Um, could ask anyone, I, I have not thought ahead about this. Could ask anyone alive or dead anything. Who would it be? Uh, Lana Turner, did her daughter really kill him or was it her? Mm. Betty Davis, did you shove him down that staircase? <laughs> or was it Joan Crawford that shoved her husband down the staircase? I think it was uh, Betty Davis. It was Betty Davis that shoved her husband down the staircase. I mean, didn't both of them multiple times? At some they kind point, of, I'm sure one of them yeah, did. Known for that. So, uh, yeah, indeed. So, um, <laughs> anyone dead or alive, anything. Ooh, this is, there's so much weight to this. We talked last time about it, activating the anxiety brain of, oh my God, I have one question and one person. It has to be really, really important. <laughs> or does it have to be personal? You know what I mean? Is it like, uh, I would talk to God and ask him what the purpose of life is. Like, is it that? Or is it like, because honestly, I'd like to talk to Ethel Merman and be like, what the fuck was going on with Ernest Borgnine? Tell us, please. That's, that's all I'd want to know. 
Yeah. That's, in fact, that's my answer to that question. That is the meaning of life for Matthew is yeah. what the fuck with Ethel Merman and Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> um, anyone alive or dead? Anything? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm coming up with a so, blank. Well, and also suddenly you're like, you're like Chris Farley on SNL. You're like, oh, I'm meeting Linda Carter, and you're like, hey, remember? Remember when you were Wonder Woman? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'd ask Linda Carter. So when you were wearing the, the Wonder Woman costume, d- did it feel awesome? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course it did. Stupid. Stupid. That is one of my favorite bits, man. I The Chris Farley show tickles me to no end. Uh, um, alive or dead anything I, I feel like I would love for it to be some type of a solving a mystery thing I keep coming back to the whole thing of uh, you know the, the Lana Turner thing was kind of a joke but it's kind of like uh, you know w- would you would, would I want to be the guy that said well since I got this wish from the genie I'm going to ask John F. Kennedy so what was the deal was it a conspiracy do you think of the who do you, who do you think killed you Hey, and Jackie, lay that- why, why did Jackie climb out on the back of that car? <laughs> was it Jackie who killed you? Um, yeah, to, to be, again, this is where the narcissism comes into play, to be the person that says, oh, well, you know, that whole question about JFK's murder was laid to rest because the Almeida boy <laughs> used up his one wish when he rubbed that genie's lamp. Uh, Maybe you could go around that and you could talk to um, what's your pussy? Um, oh God, what's her name? Do- Dorothy Kilgallen. And you oh. could say, well, <laughs> what'd you find out, sister? Before, yeah. <laughs> they, sh- before they shoved her out the window. Oh my God. That's um, a deep, that's a deep cut right there. There is right there. It's, I can hear the Googling happening as we speak. <laughs> All right, next number, next number. Okay. Um, there's nothing on. We've done two, we've done seven. Um, one of the numbers was nine in the last game. Okay. What assumption do people make about you that is wrong? Oh God, I know that. That's a great question. I, uh, I don't know the answer to it. I have to think about it, but what assumption do people make about you that is wrong? People assume that I am wildly outgoing mm-hmm. and always sarcastic and like people after a, a bingo show like we want you to come to the bar with us i'm like no i promise you you don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to come to the rest of our bachelorette party with us no i promise you you do not want that <laughs> but you're so much fun yeah no no, no i'm not no <laughs> carol you are fun you are carol- fun Carol Lee's a good time, I'll admit it, but no, Matthew is not. <laughs> well, I would beg to differ, but I totally get it. You, you know, Matthew is not Carol, and there's there's a very different thing going I'm com- on there. I'm comfortable around you, David. We've mm-hmm. known each other for 25 years, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so have we? <laughs> well, you've known me since my Carol Channing show, for Christ's sake, didn't you? Um. I, 
I, I think I had seen you at Church Street. And then it wasn't until Idol that I actually met you. Remember, I told you the story where I approached you and acted like we were best friends and acquaintances who had, had met before. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I went, wait a minute. I don't think I actually know that guy. I think I just recognized him. I felt like I knew you because I'd seen you perform, but because I'm a celebrity, right? See, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, per- mm-hmm. per- perfect. Uh, so, when did you start at American Idol Experience? Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Okay, so it was later the same year that I had. So yeah, so we've known each other for twelve years. Holy fuck balls! A dozen. <laughs> wow. Um, what assumptions do people make about me that is wrong? Um, but David likes to admit when he's wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People think that I like to admit when I'm wrong, when in fact, I really don't. This podcast <laughs> is not a testament to that. And uh, I am aware it's, it's, it's a shitty dick move to call, constantly be questioning. Um, I think maybe the assumption is that because as, as comedic interactive actors and our work being outgoing situations, I, I think it's, it's not quite the same as yours because I am an extrovert. You are definitely an introvert. You don't get into social situations. But I think maybe the assumption is that I'm, I'm always able to flip that switch and become the performer, David, and, and quickly start riffing and working a crowd or hosting a show or performing a song in the middle of an, an open mic or a cabaret or something. When, in fact, even in the most spontaneous of circumstances, I do like to have a little bit of prep time to kind of get myself in the place where I feel like I can do a competent job. Does that make sense? Yes. Are you being sarcastic? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you just assume that I was being sarcastic and I w- you were wrong, David? <laughs> I should have tagged with, are you being sarcastic? No. Was that a sarcastic answer? Yes. <laughs> oh, bless. Okay, we've got, uh, we got three more to go. Three more to go. What else you got for me? Give me another number. Uh, place right. your bets. Place your bets. Five. Five. What's the best advice you've been given and who gave it? We didn't do this one last time, did we? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Well, guess what? I love what? that you think I listen to our podcasts because I'm yeah. so interested in hearing my own voice and my own opinion. Yeah. I, um, I know the answer to that. What do you, do you want me? Do you want to go first? I no, you like go I'm first, please. First. Okay. I, I've, I've got my thing. Yeah. Um, Miss Sammy, who was my comedy partner for 22 years. Um, when I lost my job at Disney and I was the first time since I was 14 that I didn't have a full-time job. I didn't know what to do. Miss Sammy said to me, let the universe take care of you. Oh, Nice. And it has, hasn't it? It has. Yep. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Uh, I would say that there's, there's two bits of advice 
that come. And unfortunately, they're not advice that was given specifically to me. They're just kind of things I heard that I that really resonated with me that I loved. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. How did you know? <laughs> and the other one, of course, live, laugh, love. <laughs> that's that's really the key. To, <laughs> that's the key to it all, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you've seen that that Insta uh-huh. Instagram video of of the guy. Is it, what is it? Is he in a, um like an Airbnb? where all over the fucking place are live, laugh, love signs everywhere. He's like, he's like, well, there it is on the wall. Oh, we've got it on the dish towels. Oh, here it is on a plaque in the kitchen backsplash. And it was just the entire fucking place was all live, laugh, love. Uh, The two things that come to mind, number one, and this has been invaluable as a theme park employee who has been contracted and then you sit in a meeting and it's like, well, we're not offering you a contract. And then a contract happens later. And then you still have to, the, the, the give and take and the push and pull and the Khmer go away that we constantly get. Uh, Paul Hirsch, the editor for a lot of Brian De Palma's early films. He also is the film editor for a movie you might've heard of called star Wars. And, uh, he talked about, I think it was a round of layoffs at one of the companies. And he said to somebody, you can't take it personally because that would mean they consider you a person. And from my corporate background and being in middle management, it's sad, but true. And I have to always say that to myself that I never walking out of that room, learning to not take it personally, learning to be like, this is just someone with a fucking a spreadsheet where the numbers don't add up and they needed to carry the one and I was the thing they needed to remove from that to make the figures balance or whatever. So uh, that's one thing I, I do think of in, in any corporate setting, but uh, theme parks being <laughs> the most recent. And the other one is it's the Oprah. It's the Oprah 204060 rule. When you're 20, all you worry about is what people think when they look at you. When you're 40, you stop worrying about what people think when they look at you. And when you're 60, you realize nobody was ever looking at you. And I, <laughs> I have to remind myself of that a lot. Yeah, just the other, uh, the other advice I would say is from my dear departed mother, the wonderful Clea Almeida. That's New England speak for Claire. Uh, When my sister's family reached out to see if she wanted to reunite with them, my sister wanted to meet her birth family. Uh, Something my mother said that my sister has repeated to me is, the more people you have in your life that love you, the better. So why would I not wish for this? if, If this works out well and you have a good relationship with your birth family, why would I not want that for you? And, uh, and it did work out really well for my sister. And I, uh, continuing the self-revelation quotient of this, I am in the process of uh, making contact with my birth family. And there have been uh, many, many developments since uh, my deep dive with Megan Maroney back when we were talking about Natalie's adoption episode. So uh, that's something I think of as well also. Next number, Matthew. What else have we got? Number eight. Number eight. What do you splurge on? 
Well, it's not clothes because I've worn the same two outfits for the past two years, David. <laughs> I, I've wondered if you had more than one blue tie-dye t-shirt or if it is the same one that I've been seeing. No, nope, it is the same one. I have two outfits. I wash them regularly. Okay, good. That was my next question, but good. I'm glad you answered but that. I got them at that Japanese place at um, Disney Springs, these pants. I have gray ones and I have jean colored ones and they're just so comfortable. I can wear them like on today. And because I'm self-conscious about my legs being all white and stuff. Because, But anyway, um, I splurge on food. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. Ain't no question about it. That's it right there. It's all about the food that is. I'm, yeah. I do love my coffee. That coffee has come into my life in the last few years as being something I, I do enjoy more and more as time goes on. But when it comes down to it, I really don't have any vices. I don't collect things. I don't drink coffee. I don't uh, do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Really and truly, my only vice is food. So to me, it's always, uh, you know, splurge splurge as far as calories and occasionally splurging as far as spending a lot of money on uh you know have a nice meal on occasion and i don't feel ever guilty about that see i look at it as splurging when i'm like like uh i'm just gonna go to panda express (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm i hear you no it's true as far as yeah just the splurge of i'm gonna let someone else prepare my meal for me Sure. Why the fuck not? When when you don't have much else going on. And uh, yeah. And now we're approaching our final question, Matthew. All right. Pick oh, an, I need a uh, number. I need um, a number. Number four. Um, number four. How did this is a great question? How did where or how you grew up help you develop your aesthetic? I think meaning artistically. I mean, how, how did that, uh, I'm going to take this to mean, how did that inform? How does that inform what you do art- artistically? Oh. You have joked that Fort Wayne, Indiana is just oh. like Walt Disney World, but nobody smiles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that's a joke, but is that is that how you really felt as a kid growing up was being an entertainer and taking on a drag persona, was that in contrast to, was that a, I grew up without joy surrounding me and I wanted to make the joy? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to pathologize your, your, your act here. I guess, I mean, I had to get out of Fort Wayne before I could even do any of that. So it just like the best, the mo- the thing that, kind of made me what I was was my grandmother buying me um the truly tasteless joke book when I was six. <gasps> oh my god and then teaching me how to deliver the jokes oh she taught you oh yeah. interesting <laughs> like um okay this is one of the jokes from the book I remember mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. gets <laughs> on a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wow. All right. 
I'm I'm prepared. I, I had to I had to had to had to had to brace myself to hear you continue that. This is not my joke. This I'm just telling you what happened. I was reading the Truly Tastes joke book, and I said the joke. Um, Sammy Davis Jr. gets on a bus, and the bus driver said, "Hey, N word, back of the bus." Because you remember Truly Tasteless Joke Books. They had those categories. It was like homosexual jokes, AIDS joke. They were awful. Yeah. And the AIDS jokes were contained in the gay jokes chapter. They were one and the same. Right. That that doesn't shape your your shame spirals as a teenager. (laughs) Right. So that helped a lot. But the joke was Sammy Davis Jr. gets on the bus. The bus driver says, hey, N-word, get back to the bus, get to the back of the bus. And Sammy Davis Jr. says, but I'm Jewish. And the bus driver says, well, in that case, get off. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh. And I I remember my grandma saying to me, no, the punchline is, well, in that case, beat, get off. Like, I remember her teaching me how to say the punchline to that joke. Yeah, because you got to give that moment for the audience yeah. to to think, oh, he's going to say, okay, you can sit here. <laughs> right. but, yeah, no, totally. That's the big twist. Your your grandma had great no. comic timing. <laughs> and was She's also teacher. the woman that sat next to me on Christmas Day as we looked out among the family at her house. And she said to me, if I had gotten to Hollywood before Betty Grable, we wouldn't be sitting here with these assholes. So... <laughs> Wow. So my grandmother created that my aesthetic. That's why Carol Lee's name is Carol Lee. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Nice. But there's that old saying. Oh, there's also that old saying, like, tell this miserable story about your childhood. And you go, and that's why I'm funny today. Yes. Uh-huh. So. Okay. My answer to this, uh, I'm still racking my brain. I guess I didn't really look at these questions and give them much thought. How did you grow up or where or how you grew up helped develop your aesthetic? Ew. See, because I grew up in, we've talked about Brockton, Massachusetts. It's a fairly urban suburb of Boston, about 20 miles south. It was a city of 100,000 people and, you know, went to a big high school. So um, when was the town established? Uh, 1883. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the square mileage of the? Of the uh, it is uh 3.7234 hectares, and uh, if you're not sure what a hectare is, I don't know what the hectare is either. Uh, oh my god! But I'm trying to think if that informed like how I am my thing. Oh, okay, boom. I'm I'm sorry. It took me a second to kind of catch up there. Uh. there's a very obvious answer to this. How I grew up, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s when to raise your children was to neglect them, was to leave them to fend for themselves. And it was a benign neglect in most cases. Somehow we didn't, you know, get hit by a train or set off fireworks that we swallowed or whatever. But um, because I was left to my own devices, my obsession with television, with cartoons, with comedy and sitcoms per se, that all, uh, that that circumstance of time and place allowed me to absorb those things, watch them nonstop many, many hours of the day. Not like I was outside playing softball with the boys. So, so much of my aesthetic and my timing and my comedy is really 
rooted in old sitcoms, i.e. the facts of life. So uh, that's where my humor really comes from. That is what my humor is based on, is really old sitcom jokes and timing and things like that. So uh, yeah, that's there, there is a correlation there for sure. That was the last one. That was it. That was our last one. Oh my goodness. Huh. Well, I don't know if this was entertaining at all, but it was fun. <laughs> We're very um, interesting. Yeah. We have different definitions of interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyhow, I uh, always love whenever you hear these questions or questionnaires, I always think, you know, for me, when I hear, uh, you know, Mindy ask one of her guests something, I always think, hmm, what do I think about? What would, I, what would my answer be? So, uh, dear listeners, we encourage you, as you have listened to this, consider what your answers are. Maybe comment, maybe let us know, maybe uh, shoot us a, a line or send an email if you have anything interesting that you want to tell us about this. But I think that's going to wrap up this betwixt episode. So, next oh. week, Matthew, I'm going to do another uh, extra release of a TV Talkaholics. We're going to let everybody in the world hear what only the Tutti Fruities had previously heard when you and I discussed Charlotte Ray's guest appearance on Murder, She Wrote. Oof, mm, that's a keeper. It, it's, it's kind of awesome. I re-listened to it and I was like, it's, it's pretty fun and pretty funny. I'm very proud of it. There, there really isn't a bad episode of TV Talkaholics except the first five but other than that they're fantastic they're wonderful worth every penny uh so yeah that's going to be next week and then after that extra episode the week after will be the get ready for season nine Mm. when matthew and i are going to talk about everything and anything pop culture from 1987 as we gear up for the premiere of the final season of the facts of life Can you believe where it seems? Doesn't it seem like I'm aware that time has passed? I'm not saying it seems like yesterday that you and I were doing season one, episode one. But doesn't it feel like, you know, about a year ago, maybe? Maybe a year and a half? Yeah, I'll buy that. It's, I mean, granted, the pandemic, what what a wonderful way to make all of us have no sense of time and place and space continuum and in uh, the multiverse and all that shit. So anyway, uh, parting words, Matthew, regarding the six questions before we send them on their way. Oh, I do love talking about me. I love talking about you. So that's it, guys. That was our six additional Mondays with Mindy 20 questions. And other than that, thank you for listening to this week's show. We look forward to you returning next week. and. Remember. And what? Remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I stopped talking, so I lost interest. Um, the facts of life are all about me. Close enough. And, and David. <laughs> Let's Face the Facts was created, produced, written, hosted, and edited by the wonderful David Almeida. Our theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Please visit facethefactspod.com for supplemental photos and videos, links to social media, and ways that you can support the show. 
And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. This is Matthew Arder saying tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts.